Skype of Cthulhu presents a Pulp Cthulhu campaign. A cold fire within. What? So, so how, how far back do we have to go? Um... Well, we're looking for somebody, right? We're looking for uh, the husband of of somebody. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's Brendan our that's Sterling. Our, that's our vague reason for for being on this quest in the first place. Now, I think we're just like more interested in stopping the world from ending. That that may be something that could be happening. Sure, or just exploring the underworld. Yeah, isn't it, isn't there something about a black sun rising? <clears throat> the the thing that I remember um, is that a, a, a couple of us went to explore uh, collapsed. Oh wait, this is this is going back maybe too many. Let's go back. Let's go back to yeah. Um, um, there was a, so we 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 ended up in. Uh, a city, and there are a group of crazy people, um, led by someone called Esmeralda, um, and they were all about rebuilding their civilization, or something like that. Um, uh, they're, they're all humans, um, whereas it looks like most of the people that, that live down here are something else. Um, Mutants. Yes. Um, so some of us went to check out a temple, and there were there, there had recently been some some sort of perhaps an earthquake, but I think we later figured out it was it was the people that we are uh, tracking who had somehow caused the collapse. Um, some some ritual perhaps um there was yeah lots of injured people there uh jamie and shauna tried to to help them out um we we then spoke telepathically with these uh Kianians. um they didn't seem to like it when we actually spoke so we just used our psychic powers which is pretty cool um they had something down below the the black supplications which were sort of scrolls old old knowledge powerful rituals so we thought oh we'll, we'll go down and get those except there were blob monsters um and so we did the the, the sensible thing and ran away um some other people went to check out a, a train underneath the city which was cool um and then we had nightmares um, then we we decided to leave this place because we had uh, other places to be. We had to go to to Grulug, I believe, um, and find a flying machine to get to Zitheb. Is that is that right? Anyway, um, we, we 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 successfully used the the train machine. Um, Avoided dying when there was uh, wreckage on on the line, and figured out that we had these 
Cthulhu and Yig tokens that seem to act as seat belts. It's kind of kind of interesting. Um, then we explored a bit in the the city that we came to and found Leopold Fontenelle, basically one of the one of the big bad guys we had been um, chasing. Um, and then we had a fight, um, killed Fontenelle, except he wasn't dead. Um, and then we killed him again. Um, the, the, it was it was all a bit disturbing. They were with the there the, were these horrifically disfigured humans, I believe, uh, or were they Kianians? There's a question to the keeper. The notes are not clear. Clearly, we don't have. Um, they don't were. Have they away, were. So we don't have good notes. Transformed, what seemed to be humans. Mm. Um, yeah, we we finally um, killed Fontenelle and, and were victorious, and we found his diary, which hooray had exposition in it, um, <laughs> and gave us a bit more information about um, Thet Norris um, and sort of confirmed, I think, what we already know that that the 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 people that, that we are chasing have basically had their or their human minds have been displaced and 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 replaced with with other um consciousness um and yeah they there's something terribly bad is going on because um thet norris is drawing power from the twin blasphemies which which doesn't sound good, though it doesn't seem to be going particularly well. Um, but but the ritual has begun, and they cannot stop it because it would mean our doom. Um, and yeah, it all sounds very bad. It sounds like whatever they're they're, they're doing is is um is is not good for the world above um, and the world down here. So we're gonna we're gonna continue to chase them down and into whatever they're doing uh and we found a flying machine oh well that was good then i mean that's yeah, really think, what we care I mean, about i think i think we're doing well apart from the fact that we sort of keep getting into scraps and fights and not really knowing what we're doing but yeah as is tradition <laughs> All right. Um, well, I don't think we actually, I think it was getting up to be afternoon, evening after you guys spent the rest of the day reading tablets or some of you did while the others found the flying machine and brought the flying machine back to the archives that you were in. Um, and I don't think we Had decided. I know the plan was to get in the flying machine and make your way down the chasm of Zith Ebb towards Yan Ho. Um, but uh, I'm assuming you guys would want to all rest before then, since you were yeah. just in a big fight. So I think Carter got messed up pretty good. 
Um, and I got looks like I got reasonably herded. Yeah, you right. got, I think a couple like people got pretty messed up. We're doing luck each session. Yes, luck, yes. luck is a thing. That's above my luck. That'll be 2d10 plus 10, and then if you succeed, 1d10 plus 5. And then, of course, if you have the lucky trait, then that would be an additional d10, like Miss Jimenez. Mm -hmm. Checking my talents, because I feel like I often forget about them. Oh, yeah, my other talent is shadow. I think that means I'm quite stealthy. I think so, yeah. We keep losing sight of you. Yeah. I don't seem to be hurt, which either means I was quite lucky last time, or I'm looking at the wrong character sheet. But... Oh, yeah, I'm at half, <laughs> I'm at half hit points, so uh, that seems kind of low. Yeah, so I don't know. I think if you guys wanted to do some first aids and and or some healing and then some sleeping, yeah. that's probably advantageous. Try a bit of first aid on whoever needs it. <clears throat> uh, and I fail. I'm good at first aid. So... I need first aid. I will succeed once and fail once on first aid. I'm assuming having lost 10 hit points, I must have taken two wounds at some point. But uh, Who needs a first aid? So it's me. I'm okay, so... I guess I could use one. If, uh, if you're willing to spend a little time with Maxine. Uh, 54, so that's a success. Excellent. Thank you, I feel much better. Um, how much do you get back again? 54. 54, cool, I thought so. Okay, so I got three hit points back. Can we get... Plus two hit points each day we rest, so. And if we rest, yeah, I'll be close to maximum if we rest. What do we just say? Plus two hit points if we rest? While we see. Yeah, for each each day, yeah. So we're 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 in a we're in a city here, aren't we, Max? We're um, it's quite a. Yes, you're in this the machine city of Grelock. So I guess while well, it does. We've clearly haven't explored a vast amount of it. Uh, you went through exploring some of it on your way to these archives. Hmm. And there wasn't much. The city seemed to be mostly abandoned. Yeah. And there was a lot of broken down um, 
kind of abandoned buildings or you know factories workshops uh, until you came to this uh, kind of archives in the center of the city that seemed to be older buildings and uh, they held a bunch of scrolls and this is where you um, met and fought and triumphed over uh, Fontenelle and his lackeys. I know and then out, well, and then out on the outskirts of the city is where you found the flying machine in kind of an airfield. Mm -hmm. I, I noticed in the journal entry, uh, it says that Fontenelle was heading back to Kenyan to consult the Black Sublocation again. That would have been the temple. Kenyan is where we took the train from, correct? Yeah, so that was that was the temple of Yug and Neb, I believe, that we we tried to get the the black supplications. But that's when the Yeah, the blob monsters prevented mm -hmm. us. So mm -hmm. um, I do kind of what we we never seem to really know what we're doing and we always blunder into situations so I'm, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure whether we should be trying to do more research or but I don't I don't entirely know how there's no one around and there's no mm. I was wondering I don't think it's worth it to go back especially if there's black blobs but I was wondering if we shouldn't have gotten tried to overcome those black blobs a little more um, reservedly might have, because yeah. it looks like there's some information we left behind that might stave off the Black Suns. I don't know. We might have more luck with more people. Um, we would we, we would have perhaps had even better luck if I hadn't have blown up that weapon. And <laughs> <laughs> um. and almost yourself and the others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was Wait. fun. What happened? A lightning gun exploded? Yeah. One of the chest things? Yeah. A disintegrator ray. Disintegrator ray, sorry. Disintegrated. Yeah, there you go. Maybe that's the whole point. It doesn't actually do anything except disintegrate when you turn it on. <laughs> what special things do we have that we got down here now? Because we've had a few things. We've got some golden swords, is that right? You do. You have some swords. I think uh, Mr. Ebb has a searchlight thing. You don't really have much else in terms of Kenyanian technology, other than, of course, the flying machine. Mm -hmm. I think mean, well, we could search some we of the buildings. Makes me wonder if maybe we we should slow down a little bit more. Yeah. Might help us save the world. That is entirely up to you, folks. <laughs> so uh, this chap uh, that we just killed um, Fontenelle um, 
had been sent by uh, Thet Norris to consult the the Black supplications. Um, now, was it we when we encountered him? He was still on the way there. We think so. He hasn't. I guess we still have we still perhaps have some time if we if we did want to go and go back to the temple and and figure out what was happening there we we might you know we 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 have at least until that Norris realizes that this guy isn't coming back I think one thing that would be an obstacle didn't the tunnel collapse on our train behind us well it actually collapsed I, ahead of us but we had to I think we cleared it out yeah you, so I think you cleared it, cleared it so you actually have two forms of travel that could take you back to Kenyon if you so desired you have the flying machine and you have um the uh monorail train that goes underground between Grelug and Kenyon Okay. I mean, we could we could head back with the flying machine and sort of give it a give it a whirl, see uh, see how it works. I feel we should do something that that, that means we're not just um, wandering around blind. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, what were the blob things like? I didn't go downstairs last time. I don't. I don't quite remember them. Some people went downstairs and um, I think the blobs kind of came at them and they basically said, hey, this sucks and got out of there. Is that right? Did anyone actually confront the blobs? And... Yes. Yeah, we did. They. Yes, your wife. And oh. um, yes, we did badly. Sure. We ran away. Yeah. She's always the best of us. But so that's not the place that we found all that information that we had that we because there was a place where we got all the paperwork, but that's not that place, I guess. No, we couldn't make it by the blobs. Okay. We were told the there was good information, but we just got yeah. gotcha. without my husband to take up all the damage. We just left. <laughs> <laughs> so we could we could come good up news, with a honey, strategy I'm almost all the way back. A counter blob strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially. Maybe we can ask someone to keep or or even figure out what might hurt the blobs. Maybe we happen to know that, you know, they're they're particularly susceptible to whiskey or something. <laughs> well, maybe maybe one of those lightning guns might work. Mm. So, but we don't have another one, do we? No. We got would have to find one. Well, well, this is a machine city. We could search around for some kind of armory. Oh, that's true. Yeah, this might be the best place to find something like that. I was going to say we can go back to the the temple with the um the crazy lady who believes it's her destiny to restore the city. And uh, oh yeah, we left her on good terms. Yeah, I think we just left in the middle of the night, didn't we? Uh -huh. I think we did. We I think we said goodbye. I didn't think we. Oh. She wants to take us to the 
the arena or something and we said no thank right. you. We said no. Did we say really no thank you to her or did we just say uh good night? It's been a lovely yeah, it was it's been a lovely thing. I think we'll, it was we'll a little bit in the morning. Yeah, I think it was a little more of the latter. Where she wanted to take you to the arena, or she told you she was going to be taking you to the arena the next day. Right. I think you got up early and uh, arranged to not be there. <laughs> exited uh, stage underground. So maybe we shouldn't go back to that town, that city. Well, we can go to the temple without going to the the town, right? Yeah. Outside. Correct. If but you take your flying machine, you can definitely, yeah, you know, so travel can, around. We can, fly, we can fly back to that city now that we've got access yeah. to those machines. Okay. As long as this thing doesn't run on something like gasoline and, uh, you know, strand us again. Well, I guess we don't even know if we can make it run. So one thing at a time, right? But I'm for uh, uh, Shauna's idea of looking around this machine city, see if there's something that could help us against the blobs. Yeah, I'm happy to spend some time doing that. All right, well, let's get a party luck roll. Cool, dear. Uh, I'm at 99, so probably not excellent. me. Excellent. Seventy. I'm way, I'm way down at 63. ninety. Sixty-three. Sixty-three. It's going to be you, Mr. Pell. Oh, oh, Jim. Jim's not really here. Oh, he's not really here. Okay, so. Okay, sixty-three, and I rolled a sixty. So no hey, success. Yeah, you're able to search around. Um, you, you aren't able to find a disintegrator ray, but you're able to find some more of the Tulu metal discs and um, some more of those golden swords, but unfortunately you aren't able to find a disintegrator ray. What do the discs do? Those were the discs that Ms. Gary had collected some of, and you figured out that they basically acted as kind of electromagnetic seat belts for you in the. Oh, that's train. right. That's right. They, they, they might work on this flying machine as well. Yeah, keep this from falling out. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, let's. Fire her up and see uh, see how fast she can go. Yeah. Does anybody have stats for the swords, by the way? I see that I did not write any down. Um, I believe I do. I thought I put it in the notes up above. Let me see. Okay, I can look in there. Let me see here. Uh, it 
takes the skill fighting sword. And I think that's why I didn't write it down. Does 1d6 plus 2 damage. 6 plus 2. I think you don't have we the just skill. said that everyone has a 25% base in fighting sword. Okay. 6 plus 2. Oh, and then another point of note that I'm not sure if you remember, um, but uh, something that you did get off of Fontanelle was a an amethyst crystal pendant, which Ms. Randolph, Mrs. Randolph would have um, recognized as a crystal of Nafcon. Oh, yeah. She had read about in the Nicotic Manuscripts. Do we, we know what they do? Uh, uh, yes. Sending people to distant places or seeing distant places or something like that. Yes, mm -hmm. they were. That's way early in the notes, I think. Well, not way early, I guess. Before we went to the Sagar... <laughs> Sagartes. Sagartes, yeah. All these, all these weird uh, Lovecraftian names are just so difficult to... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Crystals of Nafcon, after Ms. Mrs. Randolph, uh, read the Nicotic manuscript. Um, she realized that these uh, crystals. Um, other people's spirits hold spirits of people's mind if given willingly. Yes, um, they could be used to yeah view the psyches of times. of other people. Uh, hold the psyches of those willingly giving their minds to the crystal. And view, view times, places, and worlds not current to person using the crystal. Correct. So very powerful, and and we do have a, a large uh, an amethyst as required. Yes, because, you have uh, one. Yeah. That Mrs. Uh, Randolph took from her jewelry collection, but yep. now you actually have an actual crystal of Nafcon. Ah, right, right. That you received, uh, or rather, appropriated from Fontanelle. Re received in a very violent way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, I'm sorry. What did it just say? That it, didn't, it took us back into time. Is it like, uh, do we think this is what they're using to take over the people's bodies? Kind of switch out that Norris and whoever he happened to take over and then all of his buddies. Is that what we think it happened, or do we think we have a little uh, more control over it? 
Mrs. Randolph could give me a no roll. What do you say, honey? Uh, she could give you a no roll. Let's see how good a no roll it was. It was a regular no roll. Yeah, I mean, based off of what you read, um, the Crystal of Nafcon would be able to be used to travel mentally back into time, and it ha it can be used to hold or transport the psyches of willing beings. I wonder, honey, if we could use this thing, if we could use it, because you're the smart one in the family, of course, <laughs> to uh, go back in time with this temple when these black things were not down uh, downstairs, and if you could uh, maybe go read some and then bring the knowledge back to us. Give me an idea roll with a bonus die, Mr. Randolph. I'm thinking too hard. <laughs> no, that would have been with a penalty die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good for the bonus die because that means that I pass with a normal success. Yeah, so while you're kind of spitballing that idea, um, you also remember that you continue to have these dreams or visions about uh, what looks to be Brendan Sterling and some other people trapped in a tower in some sort of city uh, that seems to be either under attack or having some sort of natural disaster occurring outside. Could try and contact them, perhaps. A rescue to rescue them, or mm. well, we could if we jump into one of their consciousness, we could say, "Hey guys, what's going on?" <laughs> they could tell us, and then we could sit back. Maybe one yeah. of them has the missing pages to the manuscript or something, and that's why Chet Norris is having trouble. Well, let's give it a go. And are you willing, Jamie? We all look at yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, uh, I suppose I don't. I mean, Max, do I have any idea how to do the thing that they're talking about doing? I just. Um, Excuse me. I, mean, I read up. So on it. it seems to be the difference between reading a book about you know lock picking and actually picking a lock. Do you have? I mean, what's you could make either a mythos or an occult role, a hard occult role or a mythos role. <laughs> well, I'll probably go for the hard occult, but uh, let's see. Uh no, that's not. Oh, hard. Huh. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I'll spend the eight points of luck to make a hard occult roll to find out I can't do it. Well, don't sell yourself that short. Um, so as you're kind of mulling it over and thinking about it, 
your mind goes back to something else that you've been carrying with you for some time. Um, the heart of dreams, the orange and red crystalline cube that you found in um, Argus's house yeah. under his bed. And uh, what you seem to kind of figure out is, you know, from your, you know, continued reading of the Narcotic Manuscripts and, you know, research over time, um, it seems like this cube, the Heart of Dreams, is a potential focus for going into what's described as the dreamlands. And using the uh, crystal of Nafcon as a further focus, you think, it, I mean, you posit theoretically you could travel to this place, which you could assume is uh, Lomar, which is what you've you've heard of the Lomarians and uh, the, what's been present in the writings and diary notations from Fontenelle uh, is the minds of the ancient Lomarians are who is inhabiting the current bodies of the humans um, that are with Fontenelle, I'm sorry, uh, Argus or Thetnoris. And so you could reasonably assume that if you tried to use the uh, Heart of Dreams as a focus and the Crystal of Nafcon with that in your possession, you could potentially, uh, in a dream state, try and travel back to Lomar. Um, okay. Uh, well, you, have a, I mean, you don't have a specific instructions on how to do it, but you assume uh, that you could, if everyone was sleeping, you could all focus on what you want to do, where you want to go, and hopefully your dreams would take you there using these two artifacts at your disposal. Huh. So it wouldn't just be me going, it'd be everybody. Interesting. Uh, well, I will relate this to the, uh, to the others and say, does, do people want to go? Do people want to stay awake to watch the people that are sleeping? What's the, what's the preference here? Just like I need to sleep if we're doing this, given I have the most knowledge of what we're doing. I'm happy to Carter, go. Carter, Carter can always hang back and watch your bodies. <laughs> if you trust that man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stay back as well. Carter, it's um it's Ebb. 
could watch our bodies. Carter and Ebb. That's right. We'd have to watch good because we may have to uh, do a switcheroo and they may wind up with some mother folks up here. But yeah, why don't you come with us, pal? Okay. Okay, I'll come. All right. Well, um, seems like a good point to rest. If nothing else, people get two points of uh, <laughs> hit points back. Uh, I guess we spent the day searching the city for more of these swords and discs. Another good time to rest. Okay. All right. And so you sleep per chance to dream of old Lomar. Uh, and so we have Mrs. Randolph, Mr. Randolph, Ms. Jimenez, Ms. Gary, and Mr. Pell. All attempting to travel back in dreams or travel in dreams to Dream Lomar. All right. So <laughs> as you dream, as you fall asleep, um, it would be noted not by you, but by Mr. Ebb and Mr. Carter that the as you start to sleep and dream, um, the heart of dreams starts to thrum and pulse with a reddish light. And the crystal of Nafcon in Mrs. Randolph's hand uh, pulses with a little bit of a purple light. And the camera seems to go hazy as you all kind of close your eyes going to sleep. And as you go to sleep, your eyes, you kind of just shut your eyes and then your eyes open again. And you seem to be in some sort of city. In the middle of the night, or it's, it's dark, and you find yourselves standing in the middle of a street. The streets aren't empty. It seems like there's people going about their business. And uh, in the sky, you see stars and a red-horned moon shining overhead. Uh, I could get astronomy, science astronomy rolls from people if they so desire. I think it's unlikely. Nope, I do not get a zero one. Yeah, I suppose about that. Yeah. It's a zero one. Yeah, yeah no. Maxine is uh, quite concerned about how she's dressed, but not particularly concerned about the red moon rising. Well, you know, we do have, it is pulp, and we have about a million points of luck between us. Um, well, yeah, yeah, I rolled a 91, so... Ah, there you go. Yeah. 
I, I so you like to spend all your luck to get a normal success. So, yeah, um, you're in some sort of city. Actually, as you kind of get your bearings and you see some people walking around, I could also get a history, archaeology, or hard no roll from people. Ooh, that's a nice 90. Well, I made a hard no roll. So the people you see, yeah, anyone that succeeds on a history, archaeology, or the hard no roll, um, you could see that the people that are walking around the streets here, um, you can note some similarities in their clothing and style um, to more ancient earth cultures, uh, particularly Roman kind of yeah. garb. The dressed in Roman garb. Yes. Yeah, so, With a hard yeah. no roll, you can see that they're all in togas. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank goodness. Um, and yeah, you, you find yourself in this city. So how are, how are we dressed? Uh, you're actually dressed as you currently are. Okay. Do we have in my tie and equipment? Sorry. Do we have any of the equipment? Yeah, you do. You do. I mean, you have whatever you were carrying on your person. Thank you. Should we get some clothes to blend in? I think it's dream. uh, I think by dream logic, we are blending in. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I mean, people are walking by there. No one seems to be, you know, people will look at you, they'll nod, you know, and go about their business. And no one seems to be making a fuss that you're there. And definitely people seem to notice you, but it's not like they're screaming, get the outsiders. Well, so far, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, so quite exciting. Now, how are we heading back again? We just, we just wake up. What do you mean, how are we headed back? I have no idea. No, no, no. Are we heading to the other city? So, well, hopefully, what, this what, is the other city. I hope yeah. We're, yeah. What, what, did, what did we focus on to get here? We're, we're trying to get to the library in particular. Lomar. Lomar. <laughs> And that's that's where that library was that we went to that we couldn't get by the creatures, right? Uh, no. Lomar is where the uh, you would think that Norris and the people inhabiting the bodies were coming from. Right. This is the tower with the right. Or the oh, well, is it? Yeah, we're on a whole different mm-hmm. mission. You had a you had an idea role, and that that. Oh, let me somewhere else. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah the this... the temple would have been in the waking world where you were uh, back across the plains towards um, Kenyon. <clears throat> Do we think this is where the tower is, though, or did we just think that 
if we build. I back mean, you worse than those guys. You. You well, so. You thought of. Well, when you were focusing on the dream, you were dreaming of Lomar. I think, you know, Ms. Gary was talking about potentially right. going back to, you know, find or rescue the uh, psyches of Brendan Sterling and those others that were in the tower that you continued to have visions of. So do we see a tower? Uh, you don't, well, you do see a tower off in the distance. Um, the city, though, that you're in uh, doesn't seem to be under attack or um, right. having some sort of natural disaster. However, you know, you are, I mean, you feel like you've succeeded in, in entering the dreaming world. Mm -hmm. Well, let's go look for, uh, I guess we will start walking. So this is what we were hoping to avoid, uh, Shauna, but I think this is what we're going to do is, is wander around until we bump into something. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there is people walking by. You could certainly yeah, yeah. stop exactly. and talk to someone if you... Yeah, do you know a city under attack that uh, has a tower? Well, we think this well, is right where we are. The other city, right? Just we don't think we're at the right time. Isn't that the? I'll go well, talk to somebody. I kind of feel like, okay, yeah, just talk to somebody. We'll find out. Uh, uh, yeah. I will. I will uh, say. Uh, so you said it was uh, nighttime. Yes, it is nighttime. Uh, yeah. Good. Good evening, uh, sir. Oh, hello. We. Um, we are some some lost travelers. I'm wondering if you would be able to help us. Um, certainly, or yes. How can <laughs> so, I help you? A little a little embarrassing to begin with, but uh, where are we? What city have we are we in? We 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 were delivered here and um, are not quite sure where we are. Oh. Um... You, you're in Lomar. Lomar, wonderful. And yes, uh, where are you from? Um, we are uh, from uh, New York. Hmm, New York, strange. I've, okay, I've never heard of that place, but welcome. Thank you, thank you. Um, what brings you? What brings you here? Well, we we were. It's rather a lengthy story. We were we were brought here. We um, sort of delivered. Uh, we had been uh, effectively blindfolded. We have no idea how we got here, really. That's sort of the problem. That's why we didn't know where we were. We were carried in some sort of a a conveyance, a chariot. A I don't know. What 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 is the news of of Lomar? What 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 is happening? Well, I mean, it, it's it's been a tense time. It fear the uh, that the Vormis will attack soon, but uh, you know, under constant threat of attack. Uh, but uh, you know, fortunately, we've been kept safe by uh, Araptus in 
keeping his vigil over the city in his watchtower, the watchtower of Thapnon, and he kind of points over off to the distance. Oh, over there. Oh, the watchtower of Thapnon, huh? Yes, Thapnon. Thapnon. Oh, that seems like a place. And who is this this person keeping watch or, or being keeping watch? Uh, Araptus. Araptus. He, 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 he keeps watch over the city. Is, is he just a, a man, a person? Uh, yes. Yes. Hmm. He, uh, so the, the watchman. Yes. He keeps his vigil in the watchtower to uh, ensure that if the Vormis ever come to attack, that uh, we'll be well prepared. Mm-hmm. Well, that seems, that seems very important. Uh, and and if, if the Vormis attack... Are they here to conquer or to uh, well, destroy? Terrible, uh, hairy, cannibalistic people. Oh dear! They uh, they would uh, they would be here to enslave and and destroy our our city. Hmm. And and one one final question, since you've been so kind. Yes. Where where would a person go to uh, eat and drink? Oh, there's um, there's 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 a couple different establishments up and down the street here. Um, I can point one out for you and they point down Thank the street. You. Very very kind of you. Are are you looking for anyone here, or is it? just here to visit i'll sort of turn to uh to my friends maybe quite silent (laughs) (laughs) um i mean we're looking for a um shoot why did i lose his name again brandon sterling that north sterling yes yes sterling I don't know a Sterling. Your friend said that Norris. That seems like a Lomarian name. Ah. Um. Well, I mean, you you could go speak with Zelrathos. He's um, in the city archives. He could he could probably help you with what you're searching for, if you're looking for a Lomarian. Ah. That seems like a fine idea. What was this gentleman's name again? Uh, Zelrathos. Zelrathos. That seems capital. I could um, take you to the archives if you like. Well, that'd be swell. Yeah, I think that would be fun. I mean, what better way to learn about a, a new city? Yeah, well, follow me and I'll um, I'll take you over there. Well, thank you. And we're going to wander to the archives through the city and um, <clears throat> brings you to a uh, an old building, uh, seemingly kind of like a library. And uh, yeah, he brings you in and says, oh, you can find Zelrathos inside. And he describes the man to you. And 
He describes him to look like this. Ah, good. That actually answers my next question is what do people look like? Are they human? Uh, yeah, humanish. Yeah. Just like oh, the Kenyanian, yeah. just like the Kenyanians were humanish. Pointy ears. Square ears. Square, sorry. No elves here in Lomar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's a bit uh, racially insensitive. The square and the. And uh, so, yeah, he says, uh, brings you inside and says, uh, Zelrathos, there's some some people here seem to be a little lost. Um, they're looking into some some Lomarian, a uh, uh, Norris or something like that. And then he kind of looks up from his scrolls or whatever he's working on. Oh, that Norris, you say? Oh, yes, come in, come in. And he waves you all to some, some seats. Um, he says, oh, yes, hello. Um, I'm Zelrathos. And you all are? Oh, we are very pleased to meet you. Uh, I am uh, Maxine of New York. Yes, yes. Uh, Shona, nice, nice to meet you. Jamie. I'm Randolph. I'm Gerald, yes. You can call me Jerry. How did you come to find yourself in Dream Lamar? <laughs> I look directly at, at uh, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. Well, as my companion said, we were uh, we were we were brought here, but uh, we are now looking for a certain individual. But uh, would be very interested in learning more about the culture and such. Hmm. So you do know you are in the dreamlands, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 It's our first time. So we weren't entirely sure you knew. Uh, yes, yes, I myself am a dream. Um, uh, oh. I have been here for quite some time, quite a long time, actually. Um, was um, brought... And he kind of looks up to think if that's the right word, but shakes his head and says, yes, um, I was brought here um, by Arathus when he created this place, when Lomar fell. Um, oh. So then he goes on to explain to you uh, with your obvious quizzical looks about what Everything. he's talking about. <laughs> yes. Um, and he goes on to explain that uh, when ancient Lomar fell, uh, some of his the citizens of Lomar were actually able to live on in dreams uh, after the destruction of Lomar when their bodies died. 
and most of them that were able to survive in their in the dreamlands uh, spread out and intermingled there. Uh, but Araptus crafted uh, this particularly shadowy spit of land as a memorial um, in his shame for letting Olatho fall. For it was Araptus who had been tasked with keeping watch and lighting the signal fire, but he fell asleep, um, had some strange dreams, and uh, unfortunately, Due to him falling asleep at his post, uh, the last bastion of Lomar fell, and he now maintains an eternal watch for the invaders, intent on not letting his people down again. Oh, we're worried that's not going to go well. <laughs> interesting, interesting. You would say that. We had a vision of uh, of things rather falling apart. Interesting. And could you describe this vision? Yes. Um, this city, I believe this city, the, the tower was uh, under attack. Um, there are prisoners there whose minds are under control. Um, there's a storm. Uh, it was all, I mean, it was a dream, but not this type of dream, you understand, but a dream that's less clear. Uh, what do we have? Uh, nope, not the goo monsters. That was real. Uh, where's our dream? Maybe I wasn't here. Maybe I didn't dream it. Uh, I think it's Brandon Sterling. Trapped in a tower. Yeah, Brandon Sterling trapped yeah. in a tower. We and I think he's got game. all the people around him that Setnors and his cronies have stolen from their bodies. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm just trying to remember. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I think I think you're you're I think that, that we have nothing written down, but uh so yeah. I think yeah, so that's what we have going on. Yeah, so I you guys describe the tower the seeming burning of the city outside, the rampaging horned white beasts. Oh, the beasts, yes. They were the scariest part of the dream. Seemed to be rampaging through the city. Um, and he kind of listens with fingers on his beard and nodding, listening intently and mm, very very interesting. Yes, it does seem that you are describing the fall of Lomar. Very mm. interesting. And did I did I hear you were mentioning a Thet Norris? I yes. seem to recall this name. And he goes and he pulls out some scrolls from the from the racks, and he um, says, "Yes, yes." Um, there, there was a noble-born Lomarian named Thet Norris uh, at the time of the fall of Lomar. He seemed to be uh, renowned for his mental powers. There seemed to be some lore that he had a plan to save his people from Lomar's inevitable fall. 
casting their minds into the future to possess bodies of other beings to potentially save them from destruction. Uh, the thing? Believed he could reestablish some sort of glory of Lomar in the far-flung future. I, I think he uh, can, had convinced some people to follow his scheme or ways, but I, you know, most of the accounts uh, say that nobody really believed this was feasible or honorable or anything that that had happened. What? How did you come upon? The name of this that Norris. He seems to have perished long ago in Lomar. He must have succeeded in casting his mind into uh, someone else. We, we've we've been on his trail for for quite some time. He he's certainly not up to any good in our time. Um, we're not quite sure what he's doing, but we don't believe it's um, It's not going to end well. It's not going to end well for our people. <laughs> Hmm. Um, what is it? What is it you? I mean, you think he's he, he's, he's playing with something called the black supplications? Uh, does that sort of any any recognition when I say that? I uh, yeah. I mean, he just continues to kind of listen and think, mull it over. <laughs> Just out of out of character, what what actually do we think he's doing, and the consequences? What 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 concrete information do we actually have on? We have all the journal entries from the very yeah. beginning that Fontenelle left, right? Well, that's what told us that came back is that Norris and the names of all his Lemurians. I just try. Where, where, where did we get the idea that whatever they're up to is going to end the world? <laughs> Do we actually have a source for that, or are we making that up? Seems like we do, because it seems like it's more than just chasing Brandon Sterling. Mm. Yeah, because when we were coming down the uh, the road in the van, we had those temples and houses we could stop by. We said, "Nope, got to save the world." There's a time limit to what we're doing. So it seems like we got that idea. Yeah, but where did it actually but come from? We just get ideas sometimes. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. So we could share the uh, the journal with him. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to. We, yeah, like, like, hey, here's some, here's some, here's some stuff. So yeah, what he if... he looks he looks through there, and um, just pull up the. Journal entries really quick here. Fontanelle. Fontanelle. Got Norris. Yes. Okay. So after looking over some of the letters and 
journal entries. He says, ah, yes, yes, this uh, Argus, this, this Argus is familiar to me. Actually, I recently, not too long ago, uh, there was a couple of visitors that came to see me. It's quite a rare thing, just as yourselves. I don't get too many visitors here. This Argus, he displayed an impressive knowledge of Lomar. Uh, he, I suspected he was a descendant from, from their peoples. He had gray eyes, he wore his beard in twin forks, uh, though he made no such claim. And uh, his companion, this portly gentleman, Fontenelle, seemed uh, much more out of place. Uh, he was uh, very uh, interested in some of the poppies grow, that grow here. Uh, he took some cuttings, and uh, the last I saw of them, they were visiting some of the many temples of Olatho to the Great Mother and Sothagua. Well, poppies um, very... would be a way to dream, right? Yes, yes, indeed. They have uh, great, great qualities to help those uh, looking to reach the dreamlands. Are these poppies by any chance purple? And I'll describe the ones that Maxine and I found in the greenhouse. Yeah, he confirms that those are the exact same poppies. Mm -hmm. And uh, after he does read the rest of the letters and the and the uh, journal entries, he does start. To, he seems a little concerned. He says, hmm, "This seems to be troubling. I think you. I think you better speak to Arapthus about this. It, it seems like this that Norris and this Argus uh, may may be." something that he would would be a little more uh, knowledgeable on. So let, if you'd follow me, I'll take you to his tower and you can uh, speak to Arapthus about this. Excellent. And what, okay. yeah. yeah. And once again, player clarification, Argus is the body that Fit Norris took over, right? Correct. So it's likely that it was actually that Norris in Argus's body calling him Argus, calling himself Argus, who came back with Fontenelle. Gotcha. Just trying to keep up. A lot of different names, different parts. Yes. Almost like it's some sort of crazy plot or scheme that you're following up on. Almost like we're <laughs> investigating something. Yes. <laughs> with investigators, you might say. <laughs> So he takes you to Araphthus. Uh, Araphthus uh, introduces himself, and he, this gentleman here, mm -hmm. and he, with you know, a little bit of sadness in his eyes. He listens and he understands what you're talking about. He, his eyes rarely stray from the window, his task at hand, his hand always ready to light the signal fire that's next to him. Um, after listening 
and pondering for some time, he says, well, it, it, it seems, it seems you might, you might be looking to actually travel back to, to Lomar, perhaps to find these people you say are trapped in this tower. You mean before you the fall? Yes, yes. Oh, I, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I could I could send I could send your psyches back to Lomar for you to investigate as you say uh, <coughs> or potentially find these these people and that seem to have been I guess for lack of a better term taken hostage uh, by this dastardly Thet Norris. If if that is something you you desire to do, maybe the only way to find out what what why why they are there and potentially, I guess save save them. Seems, yeah, desire may be a strong word, but uh, it does seem like something we are meant to do. <laughs> Come on, we can't we can't leave people trapped yeah. in the past in a dying city, can we? From yes, from what you described, Definitely it not. seems. It seems that uh, Seth Norris may have succeeded in, in this plan that he had to save some of his people and himself from the destruction of our great city. And he, when he says that, he looks very sad and guilty. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think, uh, as I say, I think this is, sounds like something we are meant to do, and I see no reason, I mean, other than, well, I mean, it's an opportunity, of course, to go to the ancient past as well. That seems exciting. We might Very survive. Well. <laughs> well, I thank you for coming to speak with me. It's anything you can do to help my beloved Lomar uh, before the fall is is very much appreciated. And anything we need to know about Lamar, Lamar that you might help us that might, you know, in terms of the or, or about the um, the invaders in case we run into them. Uh, yes, he talks to you about the boys who are the Vormis who are three-toed humanoids covered in umber-colored fur uh, who huh. kind of crouch and stand half-erect, their hands ending in sharp talon-like claws. They're 
of an aggressive nature, uh, very cruel and uh, cannibalistic. They want to, or they've been at odds with the Lomarians and uh, wish to make war on anything else that they encounter. Uh, you also, you had mentioned the uh, horned white furred beast that you had mm. seen in there. Mm -hmm. uh, he describes these as Nupke. Uh, they're fearsome creatures, cunning predators that have six legs. They go about sometimes on two, sometimes on four, sometimes on six. They're very intelligent beasts and they herald the coming of biting cold winds and blizzards of snow and ice that cut through men like blades. And their great horns are alleged to hold mystical qualities, uh, which alchemists would work with to transmute ice and other cold minerals. Uh, he so says we'll they some are warm clothing. native to the uh, Lomarian lands uh, and the lands around Lomar and their Vicious beasts that should be avoided at all costs. Mm. Um, and yeah, uh, it's pretty much what he describes. And he says, "Well, if if you if you are ready and willing, I can, like I said, I can send your psyches back to Lomar." Before uh, the destruction of my beloved city. And um, if when you are ready to return to your home, uh, all you must do is, is, is think of your home and concentrate and you should be able to, you should, you should be able to return. Wonderful. We know how we're going to find that Norris once we get back there, or the tower where Mr. Sterling and his companions well, it seems are. That, it seems that Norris is, is uh, as you described, uh, already, well, at least his psyche is already possessing um, this, this Argus person. Mm -hmm. um, where you describe in in a different land uh, this this uh, Yan Ho you spoke of. I'm assuming I'm just laying in here. I'm redlining it that you guys all explained everything else that you've been going through. Yeah. Um, and uh, it seems seems these people these other Lomarians that are with him uh, are inhabiting the bodies of these people trapped in this tower, or at least their psyches. So uh, if, if indeed you are to save them, uh, this, this Sterling and whoever else is with him, then it seems you would, you would need to uh, do that in, in Lomar if you're to transport their psyches back. How would we find them? Where, like the tower that we're looking for? Do you know where that is? Do 
right there. That tower, that big tower From, there. Well, this is this is Dream Lomar, so I mean the tower is similar, but it seems like that tower would be in the in in the city of Lomar. It seems okay. the in Olatho. Gotcha. So, so there's this, the winter creatures that we should avoid. Yes. Uh, and then the the invaders that uh, are mean, um, but presumably we will not be able to avoid. Is there something about them specifically? I mean, how how do you what do you do to bite them off, if anything? Um. Well, I mean, you would fight them just just like anything else. Uh, oh, okay. You would fight them and... Nothing special. About yeah, them. I mean, yes. Well, they have They're very ticklish. Or... No. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they have very thick fur. They are fierce fighters. And uh, they do have, you know, people among them they're a tribal society, so they generally have, you know, kind of like a chief, chieftain mm. culture, and they do have some shamans that can work. Yeah, it's good to know. Magics. Do you have any, I don't know, uh, amulets or something against their magic? Anything like that? If we kill the chief, will the, will the people run away? Uh, unsure. Um, okay. I mean, uh, one may assume uh, they're just they're just tribal. Yeah, no, I just thought you'd been fighting them for 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 generations. You might you might uh, have something, but that's we'll we'll uh, we'll do what we can. If there was an easy way to defeat them, maybe Lomar might not have been destroyed. Of course. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And he looks sad again. <laughs> but, I mean, the question is, would, should we change the past to that extent? Like, you know, if, I mean, what what disaster could have happened to the future Lamar and the people? Unfortunately, and, I don't think there would be much that you could do to change with just you few to change the destruction of Lomar. However, if you are there to rescue these, these people, you, you might be able to do that before Lomar is destroyed once again. So we won't be able to change I would hope what's happened to I, Lomar. I, I would I would dream to hope that my dear Lomar could be saved, but uh, realistically, I, I do not see how you would be able to change the past and affect the future of something that has already come to pass. Mm-hmm. However much you may try. That uh, does take the pressure off. 
I think uh, I think we started with the goal of of saving Mr. Sterling, and uh, perhaps we carry on with that goal. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully, if uh, get some more information about what's going on with Norris. Yeah. Yeah, he probably knows something. Well, I wish you the best of luck, and if you are ready, I can send you back. Sure. I mean, we're already asleep. We may as well keep it up. Are you gonna? Are we? Will we? We be awake when we get there, or are we still? No, oh, so confusing. Uh, what? 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 what uh, did I? Did I miss what we'll do when we actually find them? We'll somehow use the crystals, perhaps, to get their consciences is released or saved or something. But yes, uh, no, you didn't miss it. We haven't figured it out yet. Because we don't. But that is a. Their bodies, do we? <laughs> no, but the bod, their bodies are back in the present time, being inhabited by the psyches of Lamarians. So if we rescue them, will they just go back to their their bodies? Is that you? Well, like uh, Ms. Gary has deduced um, from what Mrs. Randolph has surmised previously is the crystals of Nathcon could carry willing psyches of people mm-hmm. inside of it. So if you were able to take their psyches, you would, you know, potentially be able to put those psyches back into the bodies that are currently yep. being inhabited by Lamarians. We just temporarily store them in our magic crystal. Yeah. Okay. Currently, they are trapped in Lomarian bodies in ancient Lomar. So that this means we actually... have to get. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Um, that means we'd have to get them into the crystal, go back to present day, and then find their real bodies. Of what I'm get, thinking. Well, they're yeah, real well, we... chasing. They're real bodies, which you would, from what you've learned, assume that their real bodies are with Argus slash that Norris in Yan Ho. Okay, this is the part that I'm a little bit confused about. Right now, we're in Dream Lomar. <laughs> all of, all of it? One part, yeah. Right now, we're in Dream Lomar. He's sending us back to actual Lomar. He's sending our psyches back. Are we going to be inhabiting other people's bodies in real life, like with real bodies? Or is this also going to be a Dream Lomar? We're going to be Dream people. Uh, you don't know, and he... <laughs> you ain't kidding. <laughs> he is, um... He explains that you most likely um, would be inhabiting bodies of Lomarians. Okay. 
but it's going to be like real flesh and blood stuff, not like the dream stuff that seems so real right here. Well, yes, real flesh and blood uh, in actual Lomar. Yes, okay. Gotcha. Well, I will take a quick uh, drink and perhaps pass the uh, the dream flask around before uh, <laughs> the dream flask <laughs> before we uh, right. launch on this. Mix up that dream cocktail. The dream cocktail, exactly. In fact, I haven't. I think I haven't. I haven't rolled this yet. Um, Do you have mixology as a science? Uh, cocktails under art and craft. Nice. nice. Uh, ooh, uh, they're okay. They're not great. I was hoping for uh, <laughs> not no. your best work. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't bring the, all the dream ingredients I wanted. Apparently, <laughs> 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 forgot Can the you bitters. Just dream it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very well. He asked you to all join hands, and then close your eyes, and he joins in the circle and all your eyes close, your consciousness slips out of the dream world and you feel yourself floating in a great white space. And you all look down and you seem to be floating and your bodies seem ethereal and you can find after some time that you can move. You feel yourself pulled in a specific direction through the ether, flying through what seem to be flashes of history, your own history. You can see as you're traveling your past, your present, the history of Earth. You're traveling through this astral realm. And as you travel through these shifting colors and shapes and memories of the past, you uh, can all give me a sand roll for experiencing this. Okay. Uh, a good success. Ooh, a 95. Zero eight. One slash one B6. One B6, that's exciting. B6. Hey, that's a six. Huh. That's a one. <laughs> that's a five. Oh yeah, that's a that's a success. Although we're not in combat, we'll see. Anyway, I lost six. I need an idea roll as well. Ah, that's a fail on the idea roll. So, Ms. Gary, you find yourself just you're you start having a little bit of like a panic attack, um, but as you're not in combat, you're just you're you're scared but the others seem to be able to pull you along with them 
as you're traveling through this great white space. I may never make and... a good cocktail again. <laughs> <laughs> the bitters. Oh, the bitters. <laughs> um, and uh, eventually, after some time, uh, you sense yourself coming upon a great, uh, a great astral gate. And as you come upon this gate, you're assaulted further by visions of your own pasts, your futures, different incarnations of yourself, not of all which are human. And you realize in this moment that you're not one person in the moment of space and time, but an endless progression of them. Um, so at this understanding of the fact that you are not yourself, but you are everyone, you are no one, you're all just a consciousness shared among the vast time and peoples throughout history, past, present, and future. I'll get another sanity roll from everybody, please. Sure. Uh, we'll fail that one, too. Well, of course, I'm much more than just one person. I can't be just fit into one person. <laughs> I was about to say, wouldn't it be funny if we all ended up in the one person? I made my sand roll. That'll be one slash one D8. Ooh. Nice. Uh, uh, 1d8. Ooh, that's seven. So seven okay. and six is 13, which is well over a fifth of anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. You actually, um, you might have uh, a little bit of a uh, a complex of having night terrors going forward. Mm. That's fine. But uh, yes, uh, as you continue to rush faster and faster towards this gate, you all have a faint memory of someone, something in the distant past. And with a swirling of disorienting colors and, and feelings, smells, sensations um you find yourself uh having a weird feeling of uh entering some sort of physical body and there's some sort of short not a battle but a conversation or a uh a back and forth and an understanding of what you are here to do with these physical bodies as you find yourselves speaking to uh, understanding and then aligning with these Lomarian bodies that you are now going to inhabit uh, in a symbiotic relationship of two psyches inhabiting the same single flesh and blood body so they're comfortable with the mission yes they are and they're accepting and willing and allow you into their person and then i will get 
see here. Not bothersome. Uh, okay. Um, can I get a D8 roll from you, Mrs. Randolph? Oh, D8. Find eight. one of those. That can only be wrong. That can only be good. Yeah, you're you're just number eight. Number eight. But we're all the and same. It's okay. Or yes. Ms. Gary. D7? Uh, D7, please. Yes. Five. Get out our DCC dice. And Jonathan, D6, please. D6, yes. Four. And D5, please, Steve. Four. Okay, and Gary, a D4, please. D4, three. Okay, and let me paste some things in for you guys. These will be your Lomarian character sheets. Oh. So first we've got... Sean, who will be taking Harash, the iron-willed telepath. Excellent. And then That's we have <laughs> Edwin, who will be taking Parathker, the enchanting noble. That's more like it. <laughs> Jonathan, who will take Nethkill, the agile archer. Huh, amazing. We are making a D&D party. Which, how, how apropos for Jonathan. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's right. Uh, copy image. Steve will be... Nerolith, the knowledgeable scholar. Ah. Uh, 90. And Gary will take Thultcan. The hulking wrestler. Nice. Now, about this age 90. <laughs> um, <laughs> are these Lamorians like extremely long lived? Oh, so no. Age 90 is. No, you're pretty much practically close to already dead. dead. Yeah. yeah. Close, close to death. Close to death. Or, no, you can. You, you can. You like but, that first yes. level magic user? You're, yes. you're 90 and you've got a dex of 60, so you're, you're actually pretty spry. Oh, yeah. they, 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 they live until the age of 90.1. <laughs> so you've got 0.1 of a lot you left. That sounds about right for all of us. Get what you get, you don't throw a fit. For 90 good years. So as you inhabit these bodies, you find yourselves in the capital city of Lomar, Olitho. 
on the plateau of Sarkis between the barren gray peaks of Noton and Cadiflon. Most of the buildings and sculptures here are constructed of variously colored marble, including many domes and towers. You see columns lining a main marble paved thoroughfare with their tops carved into the busts of Lomarian men and women. The plazas are decorated with statues of robed men and women and lines and lines of the famous pale yellow poppies. You see higher class citizens wearing robes, bearded men often styling their beard into the familiar two forked uh, beard that you have seen on Argus. Most all of them have crystals of napcon worked into jewelry or adorning their weapons. Laborers, servants, guards, merchants in more practical tunics. You look up and it is night, bright stars peering through thin clouds with a horned red moon. The air is warm and still. But then as you settle yourselves into these bodies, you can see squat, umber-furred, Vormi warriors running amok through the streets, as well as the terrible Napke that you were told of. And as you arrive, you see the plaza's statues lie shattered. Screaming and shouting can be heard all around you. Smoke is in the air. Somewhere in the distance, the furious trumpeting and enormous feet pounding through the streets can be heard. And a pack of wild mastodons comes into view, stampeding through the city in the same direction, coming right towards you. Oof. And I think we should actually stop there for the day, as mm. you have a pack of mastodons. I think this might take a little down. while to uh, to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to at least digest all these characters too. Now, are these mastodons being ridden by some of these? No. Over here. Okay. They just seem to have run loose by the looks of it. Just rampaging. Seemingly spurred on by some sort of oh, something. Your hero's current value. Okay, so we keep our luck. <clears throat> Well, that's handy. Nice. How exciting. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, right back in the past. So what are you guys uh, big things with your characters? Apparently I've got a, a whip called the Serpent's Kiss. That's my main. And I have a 50% Mythos role or ability to. Uh, nice. Oh, wow. I've only I got have five a, um, Mythos. I have a, a, a pistol-like weapon, a crystal caster that I can shoot psychic energy through. Um, and looks like one of my pulp talents is rapid fire, so I can make multiple shots, which is... Very nice, with a 95% chance to succeed, so... Yeah. Wow. I can apparently stun a human or Vormi who can see me 
and I am wicked good with a saber. How <laughs> <laughs> about you, Gary? Uh, just, I just have to get back on the page. Sorry, I had already oh, closed my browser. So, just waiting for my browser to come back up. So Which it's interesting. With, so, with mine, the the telepath, it says that he can use their knowledge to spontaneously create a number of magical effects, but I don't. The only pulp talent I have is psychic attack. I don't see anything that says, oh, and you can do this spell for this many points. I don't know if I'm missing oh, a spell book my, somewhere. Because my thing definitely costs well, me magic points to stun people. Well, we'll look into that for you, Steve. So I think that's I mean, like, Sean, that's, isn't that like spontaneous use of Cthulhu Mythos? Oh. So you can roll on your Cthulhu Mythos and potentially do things. So and I've got. There are, there are absolutely no bad side effects to doing that. <laughs> oh, well, that's good to know. Wait. Well, it happens to somebody yeah. else, it doesn't matter, right? Word. <laughs> I don't think. Um... So I've got well, I will let you guys ponder those sheets, and if you have any questions, let me know. We can plan to pick this back up next Sunday. <laughs>